Hey everybody, it's Fernando from the Rollback Podcast, and it is Saturday. You know what day it is. We are reviewing the new Marvel movie, The Eternals. I am here with Eddie and Gemma, the ever-loving Rollback employee. I'm that, the owner. I'm the that's owner. That's exactly what it says on my on my presentation card. That's exactly what it says. I'm the president and owner of the Rollback. The disrespect from my talent, God. Hey, Jesus. And yet you're allowing your employee to game while, while in the middle of, of, of a review. Okay, so Eternals 2021, <laughs> directed by Chloe Zhao. In the beginning, the Eternals are a team of ancient aliens who have been living on Earth in secret for thousands of years. When an unexpected tragedy forces them out of the shadows, they are forced to reunite against man's, mankind's most ancient enemy, the deviant so oh, we i have... thought we were gonna go racial there for a second thank god we didn't oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no we'll get there there's a so this is the eternals it's supposed to be one of the weirdest strangest most uh most different mcu movies that we've ever had and Very that different. can be and that can be uh used to describe this movie in a good or in a negative way uh, different in many are... aspects Definitely, the critics are leaning one way. The audience is leaning is leaning kind of a similar way. I'm guessing we're gonna all have different opinions on this one. So I think I think you two are going to agree more than more than me. So I'm gonna start if you don't mind. Go for it. I fucking love this movie. I thought Eternals was different in the good way. I thought it brought. I I, I thought it didn't affect the larger branch of the MCU in a negative way. Like it didn't come here to retcon or ruin anything. So because of that, I can see it as its own thing. Does it ask a few questions that maybe are a little bit lost or, or kind of loses itself on its style a little bit? I've been a fan. Yes, but I think it does it for the better. Uh, I'm a big fan of director Chloe Zhao. I really like, uh, uh, Nomadland, and I really like the cowboy movie that she did, and I really liked. Uh, I, I've been really a fan of her style. So when they said she's going to do a Marvel movie and that she was pretty much given free reign, uh, I thought, okay, this could either end up like Wonder Woman 1984 or it could end up really amazing. I thought it landed somewhere in the middle. I'm not going to lie and tell you that this it's not dull or dense because it is both things, but I think there's something kind of very classic and heroic about this movie and it's it's on the asking of the question what makes a hero that i thought i really like i really like how gigantic the movie felt i liked uh, all the actors in it and just i think the look of the movie and there are a few scenes that i swear i am never gonna forget and because of that i still like it i think i, I agree with a lot of the, what the critics are saying and a lot of what the audience are saying that they found it kind of slow that the pacing's a little weird but I think that works towards its benefits. So I liked it. Well, Kemma, um, uh, to answer your, your question, what makes a hero? It's someone yeah. that, that's that got to be strong, got to be fast, yeah. and they got to be fresh from the fight. Shrek? Shrek 2. How is, dare you? Is Shrek, is Shrek, uh, it's is Shrek Footloose. <laughs> Wait, was that song actually in Footloose too? Yes. 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 I've ne- I've I never think seen it was Footloose. made for Footloose. It was in Footloose first. I've never I seen it. I think it was made. 
I, I may be wrong, but I think it was made for Footloose. Like I think it was made for that movie. So, but no, your 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 answer is correct. Yes, that that is what makes a hero. Um, that's my overall thought on the movie. But like we can we can you know go into details and anything. What did y'all think? What's your like general thought? Um, I'll, I'll go second. Uh, for All someone right. that I really didn't have any expectations for this movie because I had no fucking clue who the Eternals are. Um, I actually enjoyed it. I remember when they announced the cast, I was just like, "Well, this is an even stranger casting choice than uh, Guardians of the Galaxy," in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, I actually was pleasantly surprised on how good this cast worked together. Uh, Kumail, especially. Uh, I was a little hesitant on his character because he's very funny. Um, So I was wondering how he was going to mesh into this movie. Um, Salma Hayek was another one where I was just like, how is she going to mesh into this movie? Pretty much everyone on the cast, I was just like, how the fuck are any of these people going to mesh? Um, but overall, I thought this movie was really well done. Um, is this movie is very odd in the sense that I felt like they really pulled out all the stops and trying to make this a very, uh, notable movie, uh, Oscar winning director, uh, leading the helm, um, a list cast, uh, but overall, I liked it. Uh, I didn't really have any problems with the pacings. Um, I think the only thing that I probably had a problem with was just, uh, I don't know, some of the choices in, um, in villain. I think they could have done a little bit better in that aspect. But overall, I like the movie. I'll give it a solid uh, B plus as a starting point, especially for... I say a group of superheroes that the general public have no fucking clue who they are. All right, cool. Eddie? Um, I'll start off with this. The trailers did not do this movie justice at all. Like, I like this movie a lot more than the trailers would have led me to believe. Um, yeah, I'll, I think that's a fair point, too. I think this movie... Um, I, may, I mentioned Dune, and I said, man, that movie felt like it was a chore to watch that um, yeah. if we didn't have this podcast, I would not have seen that movie. I was geared up for that same attitude with the Eternals. Yeah, no, nah, mate, I was wrong. I was dead ass wrong, and I don't mind saying it. Uh, yeah, no. Don't say dead ass. You're 28 years old. Is that is that a term only young people use? Only the yes. youth use? I'm only I'm only 27. I can still use young terms. I'll be uh, honest. I don't care if you're 28 or 22. Saying dead ass is stupid. <laughs> Is it? Really? I, don't like, I don't like it. It's, I'm not a fan. It's a dumbass <laughs> phrase. Fine. And I and I, I say was, and I, I say like I say my fair share of like cringy shit, but I don't say that ass. I'm fine, 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 fine. Let me use this term. <clears throat> I was completely incorrect. Is that is that is that fair? You're a movie critic, this? Eddie. Ask act like it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, what's called? Okay, so no, I, I I was completely wrong about this movie. I did not think I was gonna like it, but I was wrong. Um, my expectations were low, but that doesn't mean that this movie was just okay. It was actually good. Uh, I like the okay. story, plot, character driven. That's my big thing. If you have good characters, I will go with you halfway at least. 
Um, and this movie had some good characters. Um, Icarus in particular, I, I thought, man, like this is great. I didn't know this. I didn't know this about the team. Uh, so obviously, you, you guys already know they're based off of myth. You know, Gilgamesh. Uh, we've got uh, fucking uh, Athena. 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 Uh, Zertsi. Um, Icarus, obviously. Um, Festus. Well, Hephaestus, technically, but yeah, like all these yeah. characters of myth, like just wow. Um, I liked it. I like the story. I like the hard questions that they asked. You know. Um, it, it, what were the hard questions that they asked? Well, uh, you know the thought, the old school thought experiment, where if a train is barreling down a pair of tracks, and there's five people on the tracks, uh, and on another set of tracks there's one person. If you so push the trolley part, problem, yeah, the yeah. trolley problem, yeah, essentially mm. it was a trolley problem on like a huge scale. If we stop this one eternal, how many other planets are we stopping from birthing? Like, are we picking one over potentially hundreds of other worlds? You know, it, it presented a good trolley problem that even I was like, oh, fuck, they have a point. Like, Earth kind of sucks. Like, what, what, what if they make, you know, two, let's say that Eternal makes a thousand planets and like two of them come out like Earth. I mean, technically they were right. They won. Yeah. I think what this movie is trying to do is like, it's like a, uh, this is the way that, that I decided to, to, to see this movie. I wanted to see this movie and only think about this movie, not in the MCU as a whole, not audience reaction, not critic reactions. I just wanted to see like, what does this movie offer? And what I see is a beautiful love letter to heroes as a whole. And it proves that no matter who you are, there is something like in you that you can relate to and connect to. And I like it. The movie feels, I don't like using this term, but it feels almost biblical. Like it's big, it's bombastic. Like it's got like it. it, it I've seen shades of like Taste of Heaven and The Revenant and a little bit of Man of Steel in there. Um, but the cool thing is that these are really unpopular characters. Like nobody, like like who knows who Ajax is? Yeah. And then for, yeah, but then you put Salma Hayek at the front, and it's like okay, I care, you know. Um, and I don't know. There's just something so like cool about this really large scale large scale uh marvel movie that really takes its time to build up and i don't know i it's not one of those movies that like ends and i'm like oh immediately i need to see it again but it is one of those things that that is big and feels big and i love when a movie makes me feel its weight like when i can really feel like where everything is Mm. and at the very front we have like this great team with great chemistry and these are all great characters. I want to keep seeing them. I want to keep seeing them pop up. And it looks like we're going to keep seeing them. So, yeah. Go ahead, Eddie. I was going to say, um, I, I'm, I'm the DC fanboy, but I, Fernie knows way more about Marvel than I do. Fernie, would you say, is Marvel, I mean, is the Eternals, like, a, a more obscure than the Guardians of the Galaxy? I think they are, but am I wrong? Am I right? Or do I'd say know? they're pretty much on the same level. Um, Eternals is kind of... Is kind of a Marvel deep cut, unless you're very into Marvel comics. Chances are you're not really reading Eternals comics. I I did sat down and read. Uh, th- there was a run of Eternals that Neil Gaiman wrote. Uh, big fan of that. I think uh, it took a little bit of inspiration to to make this movie from that. So if anyone wants to read up on Eternals, check out the Neil Gaiman run. It's pretty good. Hmm. And um, but yeah, I like this movie. There's like a, there's, there's, there's just, it's like, uh, Fernie, you mentioned the villain 
and uh, the deviant, the deviant that is slowly like becoming more human every time that he absorbs the powers of an eternal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do y'all know who voiced him? Uh, Bill Skarsgård. That's yeah. that's Pennywise. Jesus, yeah. like it's, and it was fucking like it. It, it was cool because he was like he was in the zone. Like he he wasn't doing like the Pennywise voice, but he was still kind of terrifying in how kind of numb his voice was. I really like that. Oh no, yeah, he's a he's a really good voice actor. Yeah, he should do more of that. And also, I wanted to mention the uh, the fucking uh, something that I think we mentioned when we were doing our top ten was that I mentioned that something that I really like about Guardians of the Galaxy two is that when they killed Yondu when they kept him dead, like hey, that rarely happens in a Marvel movie. A couple of these guys die, mm-hmm. and like you Ajax, feel the weight. Ajax, yeah. Gilgamesh Ajax dies. Talk about uh, the fucking uh, plot twist and Icarus being a bad guy. I actually wasn't yeah. that surprised. He, he reminded, really? yeah, no, he reminded. Why? Because you don't trust Scott, Teddy, huh? No, I, I don't trust. Uh, I don't trust any characters in Marvel anymore. He reminded me of. Uh, by the end, he reminded me a little bit of Homelander. Like, yeah, makes sense. Chaotic, yeah. Um, Except without the weird mom fetish. Did he kind of? He kind of. Mm, I don't know, man. I don't know. He did kill his mother, kind of, sort of. His leader, kind of, sort of. Um, but no, like I, I was not shocked at Icarus at all. I remember right when he turned evil, I was just like, "This reminds me of the that bad guy from Frozen, the twist villain." Like they're pulling oh, the, that uh, shit now here. Hans. Yeah, he reminded me a bit of Hans actually. Well, did you think that. he was gonna do that fucked up way of killing Ajax of pushing her into the wolves den? I thought he was gonna kill her himself, honestly. That like, was I, metal as fuck, by the way. When he pushed her into the den to die, I I knew he I, he was too good of a soldier. The fact that he wasn't with uh, Zertzi for like what five hundred years or whatever, the fact that they broke up due to yeah. a difference, I'm like. This motherfucker's gonna turn. Like he has to. There's no way they're not gonna do it. He's gonna turn. He's gonna be a bad guy. I just waited and I fucking waited and I waited and up until the point where they they left the Gilgamesh, not Gilgamesh, was Hephaestus's house. You know. Yeah. I was like, when the fuck is this guy gonna turn? Am I wrong? Sure, goddamn enough, I'm not. Gilgamesh dying, man. I was like, man, that sucks. I actually like Gilgamesh. What a waste yeah, of a character. Like he like I would love to see him. I think it's sort of purpose. Like like yeah, I'm gonna miss some of them, but like I didn't think their deaths were like they didn't carry any weight. Oh no, like, I, I thought they bad. did. Yeah. I mean, as far as this movie goes, what makes this movie unique is just the fact that they were willing to kill off the characters in this ensemble group that we have never even seen before. And yet, for some reason, they like you. You, you do feel for them. Yeah. Like, like it, it would suck if like they introduce a character they expect you to like him, and then you just don't, and then he just dies. But no, like you wanted to see this guy succeed in protecting like Angelina Jolie. You kind of feel a little bit for Icarus by the end, because like you know, I am not super powerful. I can't fly, but if Gamma, but I would also sacrifice. You know. The purpose of my life for Gamachan, like I would also do that. You know that 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 makes sense. That feels in character. Um, it was a little bit distracting that we had both uh, we had both uh, Richard Madden and uh, Kit Harrington in this movie after they played kind of brothers in Game of Thrones and the whole movie that they, they were just they were both like Cersei, 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 Cersei. Like it just 
it felt a little bit distracting. Never seen Game of Thrones. Jesus. Okay. The, the Game of Thrones fans are laughing, are rolling in their chairs right now. Um, and, and you know what? I'm laughing right back at them. I didn't waste my time to watch a shitty series finale. <laughs> There's going to be a prequel series. Hopefully that doesn't suck. Jesus. Um, no, so in this movie, there were also a lot of firsts. I want to give a quick uh, thing. Um, there were two, well, I guess technically three if you want to count them. Uh, one first ever deaf superhero, actually. I want to bring attention to that. Um, Mar- Maraki. Which it should have been Hawkeye. Just throwing that out there. I'm not saying you're incorrect. I'm saying Maracai. Uh, first, uh, oh, she's yeah. actually deaf. Like I didn't know that. I actually looked it up. Hawkeye is not like uh, Eddie. Were you deaf, mimicking like her deaf, deaf voice? What is I the know. matter with you? The fuck is wrong with you? But no, I looked it up, and yeah, no, she's actually deaf. So good for them on that. Um, yeah, because God forbid they actually use an actor that isn't deaf, and then they get backlash for it. I mean, if the role is there, give it to the right person. Fuck. I'm just saying it's the director's choice on who she feels is right for the cast. Do I think people take unnecessary pot shots at casting? Yes. Hmm. Um, also, I think, and I might be wrong when I say this, but I think I'm right. I think the first LGBT character that's not like just pure support, like he's actually plays a big role yeah. in the film. Yeah. And you feel for him also. You feel for, like, his. it makes sense that he would want to, like, he kind of fell out of love of huma- with humanity and that he fell back in love with humanity. Like, that's, I thought that was cool. And I love Brian Tyree Henry. He's one of my favorite actors because I love Atlanta. And, yeah. Oh, shit, you just reminded me of something. I actually love the scene where the the atomic bomb went off in, in uh, the Hiroshima. Yeah. 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 yeah, and Ajax goes to comfort him. And I'm just like, this is, I like that history of shit. Yeah. When they go back in time and talk about like significant events and how they were like influenced, mm-hmm. I like that. I, I dig that. Um, also, wait, I just realized something. I think I just realized a plot hole. Thena is, hole. Th- yeah, wait, Thena is Thanos's sister. I'm a cousin, right? I believe so, but she was made by an eternal. Well, Eddie, a lot of the stuff in the comics and the MCU are not exactly cohesive. No, but yeah. they, they said, though, that she's the cousin of Thanos, like, in, like, the character summary like, in the press release and all that. Maybe she's, like, a cousin, like, twice removed, political, like, from her, from his mother's side. And then Thanos, we'll talk, we'll talk about Thanos' family for the post credit scene, because that's a whole, that's a whole other can of worms. And, dude, I don't know, man. I didn't, like, fuck it. Let's talk about it now. I didn't like the... The what? I don't like Harry, Harry Styles. Styles Why? <laughs> What's wrong with Harry Styles? Because his I... wife fantasizes about him. Oh my god. No, no, that's Robert Pattinson. Jesus Christ. Um so you, you I might have you to gotta keep it in that. this. So the, 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 the point is just keeping it in T- DC. Like uh the point no, is no. that you keep it in DC. Yeah. No, no, okay. So Star Fox. I yeah. like Harry Styles. Like, I kind of feel like, and I know in the comics what it looks like. I, I've checked, I've seen it. I yeah. just kind of wish it was someone more almost you know what? I'm gonna take it back. He's not meant to be intimidating. Star Fox is not meant to be intimidating. He's meant to comics. be a pretty boy. Yeah. yeah. He's meant to be a, a Nick Jonas character. The, the the way I see it is like if he's if he's played by like a if he's gonna pop up again, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of see this character as like 
Adam Warlock at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Like, sure, they're going to tease him, but he's probably not going to pop in for, like, another six years. Mm-hmm. Unless they give him, like, a Disney Plus show. So, like, eh, it's, like, it was kind of funny to see Hardy Styles at the end of, at the end of an MCU movie. Like, it was, not, it was, it was cute. Like, it was, I mean, it was, it was definitely out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, it, it would have been out of nowhere if I hadn't gotten spoiled from Twitter. So, thank you, Twitter stance. You are the scum of the earth. Um, I don't really have, like, a problem with that i had like i don't know i don't really have problems with this movie like it's kind of weird and kind of strange but i kind of like it Um, yeah nothing that really stands out to me just i mean i guess maybe don't kill off the main deviant because it seemed like they were going somewhere with it i thought that they should have kept him alive um the vagueness of whether or not icarus is still alive i think he's dead dead i i think he's dead but uh Thing with Marvel is unless you see a body, he might still be alive. And even then, Loki came back like what three times? Well, to be yeah. fair, the new Loki is a multiverse Loki. Yeah. It's really like he really he kind of doesn't count yet. Yeah. And uh the thing with Icarus is that I would agree with the body theory, except that how do you recover a body from like the scorching sun? Like that seems kind of yeah. True. Uh, I don't know. It's like it's like the only thing where I'm like I, I I think Icarus. If that's his death, it's a it's a good death. It's a proper death, and I think it's fine. Um, what about the other end credit scene? The introduction oh, yeah. of the Black Knight in Marvel, and not just the Black Knight. Whose voice did we hear in the background, ladies and gentlemen? The new Blade, Mahershal Ali. Oh yeah. That was fucking cool. I immediately knew that it was him because, like, he has such a unique voice. So, like, the second that you hear him talk, I just went like, "Ah, oh, fuck yes, thank fucking god." That's gonna. That, that's it seems just... like they're setting up for a dark, uh, like a dark like Avengers. a Justice League dark uh, yeah. scenario in the Marvel universe. Because, I mean, I don't know what their new deal is with Sony, but. If there's not a Morbius Blade crossover, that seems like it would be a waste. I was about to ask you that. Like, do you think that they would do Morbius and Blade like in a in a fight or maybe like team? Dude, as long as it prints money, I wouldn't be surprised if Sony and Marvel would make that deal. Maybe you get Venom, but you also have to feature Morbius in one of your movies with Blade. Nah, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. Me neither. I think uh, I, I think that partnership is gonna. I think that partnership has legs, mm-hmm. and I think it's gonna it's gonna keep going because Sony is like they're doing the DC thing where like they're announcing like a billion movies and they, and they don't even have an idea of what they're doing. Like they recently announced Craven the Hunter, and I think that's stupid. Like you're 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 blowing your load too early. I mean, and and also, did you see who they cast as Craven the Hunter? Who? Aaron Taylor Johnson. Really? The, yeah. The the yeah, like over? over. Like that makes like how how are you gonna explain that? Like how? Uh, you know what? I don't fucking know. Um, I mean, I don't know. More... I I feel like if they give him like the venom, the venom touch, I I wouldn't be able, I wouldn't be against it. I liked. I, I know venom wasn't exactly the way he's supposed to be in the comics, but I liked his yeah. presentation. I mean, I'll take another one. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Morbius is, is, is going on that same route. So we'll see how that lands. If it but, lands. Um, 
back to the matter at hand. What'd you all yeah. think of the Black Knight introduction along with uh, the little blade uh, teaser? I loved it. Thought it was it, it was the right amount of tease. I like Kit Harrington. I figured they wouldn't just cast him just to be the boyfriend. Like yeah, he's, he's to too big else. of a name for them to be like, oh, he's just the boyfriend, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, so it was cool. It was, uh, I I, I want to see where it goes. And Blade, I think people people forget that Blade, like before X Men and before Spider Man, like Blade was like the big Marble head, like the first mm-hmm. big Marble head. So the fact that it's gonna happen again, like that's it's insane. I can't wait to see how how it's adapted into the MCU and how Maharshala like knocks it out of the park. So and it's also wait. curious to see if they're gonna go with the rated R. Uh, blade which I wouldn't put it past them i i think now I, I mean we haven't talked about it but this is the first mcu movie where we see some plowing yes oh, damn Freddy. yes we talked, uh, we talked, we talked did about you want me to use week. the f word i'll use the f word use the f word Freddy. use it this is the first time we see some we see some uh, some fucking Freddie just took off. Okay. Chema just took off his goddamn headphones. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, But yeah, this is the first MCU movie, Disney movie, because people, for some reason, are like, it's a Disney movie that showed sex. Um, There was a Disney movie called The Big Green where they used deportation as a tool to win a soccer game. Didn't they? <laughs> I have a question. Wait, didn't this Disney? Is... No, tell you first. You first. Uh, no, you you were talking already. Go ahead. Isn't Pulp Fiction technically a Disney movie? Yeah, because Miramax was owned Miramax. by Disney at the time. I mean, so, I, if I'm not mistaken, there's a sex scene in that movie too. Uh, there's saying, a, that's consensual. There's many scenes in that movie. <laughs> are you consensual. saying that? Are you saying that Bruce Willis, Samuel L. Jackson, and John Travolta are Disney princesses? Is that, is that what we're saying? The Disney princes. Are they, are they in the canon? <laughs> like I would say, I mean, ta- look, all I'm saying, Bruce Willis riding the motorcycle seems like a, a knight on a noble steed, if nothing else. Jesus Christ. So, yes. Christ. Yes. I am saying that. Yes. Jesus Christ. Uh, yes, this movie has a scene where two characters are doing the do. They, uh, they're doing the backwards, uh, the backwards salsa. They are doing... Uh... Yeah. So... There is a so there, there there is a lovemaking scene for our PG thirteen rated uh, listeners and it was uh, tasteful. I thought yeah, it tasteful. didn't felt out of place. Yeah, couple pumps, eye contact, yeah. pretty tasteful. It didn't yeah. actually. It didn't feel anywhere near as raunchy as like other sex scenes that I've seen in movies that are PG thirteen. Like I've I feel like I've seen significantly worse. In movies that never caught any shit. Granted, this is a Marvel film, but I mean, it's also PG-13. Fucking leave the kids at home. Like, it's in the goddamn rating. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I remember being like, I think I was like 13, and I went to see the movie Yes Man with Jim Carrey in the theaters. And I had no idea what it was like because I just grew up watching Jim Carrey, so I thought, hey, this will be funny. And then there's a scene where this neighbor who's a grandma asked him to come into his apartment <laughs> and gives him uh, the old, uh, the old, uh, yeah. And, uh, and you can see like her taking off her like dentures and put them in a glass of water. And he just like, he has like, the most amazing expression in his face. And I just remember thinking, I have no idea what's happening. And then I watched like 10 years later and I was like, oh, 
Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, nowhere near the most raunchiest sex scene I've ever seen in my life. That's that that still goes to uh, uh, the bronze. The bronze has the greatest sex scene in the history of movies, uh, courtesy of one Sebastian Stan. And I don't know. This is this like a like Fernie said. It was tasteful. It, it, it felt appropriate. So like this, we're seeing the flashback of the characters. It yeah. wasn't like it wasn't fucking. It was making love. It was making love m- on a beach. missionary eye contact. Like that's all it was. Yeah. I'm sorry. You wanted art. That's art right there. <laughs> that's, this is what you get when you bring like an Oscar-winning like foreign director. Also, like this is with an own style of her own. Like she's. If she's gonna shoot a sex scene, she's gonna make it look dang pretty. I'll tell you that. What well, you know. Is- Go for it. Uh, the only cast member that I was like, I was curious if it was gonna work or not is the the chick that plays the girl, the little girl. Sprite. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I don't know how she's gonna work, but surprisingly, she actually worked pretty well in the movie. I think she's the only one I hadn't seen before out of all of them. Me either. I I couldn't pinpoint anything that I've seen her in. Yeah. She could probably play a perfect like gender bent Peter Pan or uh or even Tinkerbell. Like she I mean maybe it was the, just the hair, but she looked like perfect for that kind of role. Yeah. I think I only Oh wait, she was in Hot Summer Nights. I, I did saw that one, but I don't remember her in it. Hmm. Um she was cool. I thought she was like she, she brought like a bit of like energy to the to the group. Also her yeah, all different. What, I thought up? they I thought they all offered some different dynamic to the group. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about her conundrum, I think, was also again, if it's a good story, I'll go with you. And this had a lot of great like points from the story and her part, you know, I can't grow up. Yeah, you she know, was uh yeah. who was she hot for? Uh Icarus. Icarus, right? Icarus, yeah. Yeah. And bear in mind, she's several thousand years old, but she's trapped in that fucking body, and it's it wasn't done in a weird way. Like, I, I know if you guys have seen Invincible, it's a little weird in that one. But the in show? this one, it's the less. One on yeah. Prime? yeah. I haven't seen. I've only seen like a couple episodes. I haven't finished it. Yeah, me too. There's a there's a one character called Monster Girl where the, the issue is, though, is that for all the time that she's in monster form, she regresses in age. In theory, she could live forever. But she even said the problem with that is that I look 13 and I'm really 27. Like mm-hmm. I can't have a normal, I can't have a normal dating life, like because yeah. all the guys, guys that I'm into aren't into me, and any of the guys that are into me should be on a sex offender registry. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Uh, and he, he, there's some jokes in there because this weird like 40 year old guy turns into a kid to like so he can be with her. It's weird, but this movie doesn't have the weird take on it. It's God, you feel bad for her, actually. I do, at least, uh, as far as her problems concerned, because she wants to know love. She wants to grow up. She wants to be a person. And I guess you could say, she wants to know what love is. She wants you to show her. I can't. I can't. I mean, that was was impressive singing, if nothing else. Do you know the song? That that was a song from Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakquel. I'm out. I'm done. I'm done <laughs> with this. He quits. Damn it, Chipmunk. I'm, I'm gonna light everyone's you know, house on fire. You know how expensive his contract is. All right. It was, you know what a bitch it was to get him to resign. Jesus Christ. What is this? The fucking WWE. What are you talking about? <laughs> um. 
Why do you think he's uh, been gone for so long and hasn't done any Wednesday rewinds? Well, I don't know. Why? Well, that's because Eddie touched me in my no-no square. Oh, my God. Our lawyers went over that, and that never happened for our lawyers. Jesus Christ. You said um, I, I was asking for it. There's a moment in the journals that I, that I want to talk about. <laughs> and, all right. So there is a scene, and I told you about this setting. We're sitting at a Whataburger, and I, and, I, and I told you about this. So there's one specific scene that, like, bustles the fuck out of me. And uh, we see these uh, these longing flashbacks, where we see the Eternals um, kind of go kind of going through all these different like uh, times in history where like there's been a catastrophe, and where they have sometimes have not been able to assist or intervene, and how it's tragic, and how it's hurt them, and how and that kind of forms the whole fact that now they're going to intervene. Now they're not going to, the, to allow Earth to keep suffering. And the breaking point of like the Eternals breaking up, like the Nexus event is the fall of Tenochtitlan. And that is like an important moment in Mexican history. Like it is catastrophically important because it is a moment where like the Spaniards invaded us. And yet for some reason, <laughs> Salma Hayek, who is Mexican from Veracruz, that's, 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 that's as Mexican as you get. She's the one who's like, nah, I can't do it. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like that, I, I, I told you already, like, like this is the equivalent of like, if we, if we saw a scene of like Captain America, like in the past, like sitting in the theater where they were going to shoot Lincoln and him just going like, Nah, suck, Lincoln. Like he's just covering his ears, like, like, oh God, it's coming. Like that's 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 how that felt. Like it was, it was fucking ridiculous. Like the fact that they had her being like, nah, I can't do anything about it. Like, how fucking dare you, traitor to our beloved Tenochtitlan? How dare you let it fall? Like when you had an opportunity. My powerful Tenochtitlan, how fucking dare you? They just gave you a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. How dare you? But do you, I mean, I do you think they knew? Do you think the director on some level knew what the fuck she was doing? It was like, nah, this would be kind of funny. Or do you think it was more like? Are you, are you saying? Do you think the director knew that Sam Hayek was Mexican? <laughs> I think she knew. Yeah. I don't. Do I think she know about the fall of Tenochtitlan? I'm pretty sure she does. Chloe Zhao is a very, is a very well-read woman. Like she, she knows. She's gotta know like shit. Like I think to be a director, I think you are, you must have like a general knowledge of like some shit. And no, but do you think know, people just, would react and be like, "What the fuck? Like why this I saw, one?" I saw a lot of Mexicans who were like, who were like, "How dare you? How <laughs> dare you let Tenochtitlan fall like right under your noses? Like how dare you?" And like as a meme, it's funny, but like what counterpoint, Kama? I am I am baffled. Yes, counterpoint. Yeah, you and I and Eddie wouldn't be here. Because we're all light skinned Mexican Americans. That is correct. We are white passing. That is correct. Um, My dad, he would be here. He's brown. Your mom? But my mom, she wouldn't be here. She's white. That's white true. My, Mexican. My, that's true. My mother as well. Hmm. Interesting. So, Chema, what you're saying is you wouldn't want any of us to live from here. So it's like the Thanos snap. Like if it's, it's like it's a Nexus event. 
it's it's just it's just a very interesting like decision like how uh, how do you as a filmmaker make i mean if, if you had a script and you had that and then you cast salma and you were like uh this is awkward but like Ooh. i'm gonna need you to pretend to be okay with one of the greatest tragedies that ever happened to like your people and like someone's just like man i'm just man i'm just ha I'm, i'm just happy to be in a marvel movie that's fine like i'll take it um do you so, think yeah. the eternals were uh they would be with a certain civilization until it built up to a certain level and then they would go and switch over to another civilization that was back down to the previous level that they had just left until that one also evolved I mean, wouldn't they have to have been there for Rome then? I mean, I think so. Are you saying that the Eternals let Jesus die on that cross? Like, is that what's happening? Uh, they Shit. probably did. Shit, they probably, yeah, that's <laughs> probably true, actually. Jesus, literally. Because they And, weren't just in South America. They were all over the place. Yeah. And I think uh, the fall in Mexico, I think that was probably like the last indigenous uh like civilization that fell that was like still like building pyramids yeah and then after that it was pretty much just native americans that were living in more huts than anything uh not really as advanced with a pyramid so i mean i think it seems as though that the eternals were like staying at to a certain point and then once a civilization got to a point of evolving they went to another one and kind of watched them for a bit until the same thing happened to them. Yeah. I, it's possible. I feel like they, they didn't go ahead and explain that. Yeah. I, I see it. It's possible. all speculation. Yeah. But like, not in a, not in a way that makes me want to gauge my eyes out, like with Spider-Man. <laughs> so I'm, I'm into it. Um, other than that. Oh, We have we've talked about most of the characters. We haven't talked about probably one of the most talked about things uh, before the movie came out was Kumail Nanjiani playing Kingo, and I mean he's always been funny. He's I really like the Silicon Valley, and I really like his movie The Big Sick. But when that picture came out of like him like rocking the hard abs, and we were all like Jesus Christ, what the fuck? What mm -hmm. is in the water that they serve at Marvel? And Not gonna lie, he and like his, his his little camera guy standouts, standouts of the movie. They were fucking hilarious. Right. Every time, every time that like, he would get knocked down, and he would be like, "Did you get that? I got that, sir!" Like that was great. Mm -hmm. Really like that. He, you're right, comedy gold. But I just didn't like the fact that he refused to pick a side. I get it. There are people like that, but no. Yeah, kind of a cop out at the end. That like, he just he just he's just like, yeah, I'm not gonna fight here. Bye. See you in the sequel. Okay, here's a confession. Fell asleep okay. at that part, so at the end, I was wondering where he went. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, what's the what's the stupid? The other not much of a not say? much of a multitasker, are you? Hey, man, it was late. I went to the late showing. I just got out of work from teaching, so you know, <laughs> give me a break. What's it called? Um, no, see, like, uh, fuck, what was I going to say about him? What's that? It, not the with great power comes great responsibility. Uh, what's that one? Those with the power to act have the responsibility to act. 
or something like that. I don't fucking know. Look, man, you can shoot laser beams out of your goddamn fingers like a goddamn finger pistol person. Yeah. Plan's about to be destroyed. One of your friends is on it. You have to act. Like, you yeah. need to do something about it. I won't fight Icarus. Like, That's fine. Fight everyone but him. I feel like he should have felt like a little bit of shame when he shows up at the end and he's picking the he's picking like Sprite in her car and everything. And he's just like, oh, here, like get in the car. We're gonna pick you up. It's like, like, feel a little bit of shame. Yeah. Like, you know, have like at least a scene where like he shows up and I don't know. Bring like a big bring bring apologize. Bring a bring a big good. Like, you know, bring some money, something. You're famous. You can do it. You can do it. Like it's not hard. I did appreciate the fact though he that he helped uh push movies forward. I did appreciate that part. Yeah. He's I mean he was cool. I want to see him more because I, I really like Kumail. I think he's a very funny guy. So I think he added to the to the role really well. I want to ask you all something. Uh-huh. Angelina Jolie is in this movie and she's like it's so weird to see her in a movie and not see her like right at the front. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you this big of an actress, such a big name, and you accept such like a side character? Because like Oscar winning actress. She's an Oscar winning actress. She she yeah. is. And uh she she did she caused a lot of things when she did those Tomb Raider movies. Uh, that, that, that is correct. And it's really interesting that like she's such a big name, and yet she's like, Oh, I- I'm happy to just like have like a side character. Because like that's weird. That felt really weird. Honestly, I think it's the same thing that every uh, celebrity that usually does a superhero movie, they just want to look cool for their kids. I was going to say the same fucking thing, actually. It was probably a role that she took for her kids. Like, oh, I want to. I love love Black Widow. I love Captain Marvel. Nah, bitch. Yeah, I'm going to show her this new character that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, I, yeah. I got it. That was my thought. Also, I got to imagine it was maybe a little bit more chill to be in the background. Like, okay, I don't have to carry this whole fucking movie like the last two Maleficent movies. You know, she didn't have to like bear the weight of responsibility. She was more like, all right, I'm going to show up, do my thing, and peace. Like, cash out and take off. Yeah, she I was die. curious on how she was going to mesh in this movie because she is such a big actress. So I was like, I wonder how she's going to do. And I thought she did really good um, for what the role she had. I liked her role of just like, oh, her brain's deteriorating and she's going crazy. I like that, actually. I really did like that aspect of her character where the fact that she was dealing with almost a form of dementia or a form of like Alzheimer's, like in, in that way. And it was difficult. And she was lashing out. Um, and and uh, Gilgamesh was like, no, I'm, I'm going to be here with you. Someone posted that uh, people can shit talk the the Eternals all they want, but they had a better relationship than any of the Avengers ever did. Which, I mean, they were made together, so people Makes forget sense. that the Avengers were not friends, like they're coworkers, they're, they're teammates, teammates, but they're not friends. Friends. He's a and, friend uh, from work. Yeah, that feels like way more appropriate because, like, how much time really did they had together? Like, yeah, a couple years at most, whereas the Eternals were together for like what 7,000 years, yeah, you know, they, they know each other, which is why it's cool to see their dynamic. They feel they really feel like a family, dysfunctional one, but a family in the end, but accurate uh, though. 
We all have the loud yeah. mouth. We all have the stubborn one, the one that thinks they're always right, the one with the fucked up problem. We every family has like those. Like yeah, has at least a few of those preset recursors. So it's like ah, oh, makes sense. The one yeah. with the stick up their ass. Which one was the one that could control people with his mind? Druid. Like he could druid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's probably one of the ones I'm indifferent about. Like, I didn't hate him, but I also didn't like him a ton. Like, there were some instances where he would get, like, really preachy. He's the one that wanted to defend Tenochtitlan, so he's good in my book. (laughs) I'm not going to let that go, by the way. Like, that's that's, going to be there. Also, there's, like, also the actor who plays Druig, uh, he's going to be in the, the Batman. And apparently he's playing like this, like police, uh, like chief of police character. But there's like a rumor going around that he's actually going to be the Joker. Hmm. So, yeah. I mean, that's fine. He'll be with the third act Joker actor in the last 10 years. Possibly. I don't know if I want that, but fine. That's fucking insane. Uh, I wanted to mention like a quick thing. The actress who plays uh, Lauren Ridloff, uh, she plays uh, uh, Makari. The mm-hmm. one, the yeah. You know how old she is? How old? Sixteen. She's forty-three. What? Really? Damn. Yes. Wow. Okay, I didn't yeah. see that one coming at all. Yeah. So good for her. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like this cast. Really, really good cast in the end. Um, I think I, I I wanted to mention one more thing. One, there's one like scenic moment in the movie that i'm never gonna forget and i i i I just wanted to like mention it there's a scene at the end where like what they're doing like the final fight and this giant titan is coming out of earth and we see this uh when we see that it's coming out like we see like little by little and and stuff and then we see the hand like we see that giant hand and we you can you can really see the size and the Mm -hmm. weight of that thing and one thing that I really like about if you've seen any Chloe Zhao movies before, you can tell that she really likes shooting people like at the front and then have a very pretty background in the back, usually either about to be night or about to be morning. And she really makes it look like really ethereal. You can really see that in Nomadland and you can really see it in this. So the fact that she's giving like this large budget and made that giant hand look so incredibly big, it felt like something out of a, one of my favorite video games is Shadow of the Colossus. And it mm-hmm. really felt like something out of, straight out of that. Like a thing that really moves the camera in a way that makes you feel the size and the weight of that thing. And Jesus, I, I, I was in awe when I saw that scene. I, I can't wait to see it again just to see that scene specifically. I those, think that's uh, the scene that I'm going to take to my, to my death grave. Yeah. Those celestial scenes were, yeah. were really good. I mean very good at like showing that there is a definite scale in this movie uh especially when you see uh the the guy that they betrayed at the very end pop up and yeah. take him back for like reprogramming um there is a definite like scale and it does kind of bring into question like where was where were these guys when like Thanos was fucking with your uh planet that you need to make another celestial? <laughs> yeah. You know, I just uh I, I, I remember watching them fighting and whatnot. I remember just thinking 
Could the Avengers take out the Eternals if they had to? Like, like the original team? Yeah, pre- I think they could. You think so? I think they would fuck them up. <laughs> you, I think you're very... I don't know, man. Look at their battle experience. Fucking look at Thena. Thena alone, I think, could take out Loki or at least match it. Endgame, uh, Endgame, Final Battle, Etern- uh, Endgame, Final Battle, Avengers. Yeah, they fuck up the Eternals in a heartbeat. Okay, wait, now I'm not talking like the whole army. I'm talking. Oh, like then why are you bringing up letter. Loki? Loki wasn't in the Avengers. What do you mean? I what are we? Loki. You just said, you just said that she could fuck up Loki. Why did you? Bring no, up I was Loki? Thor. Or did I say Loki ah, by accident? Yeah, you, you said, said Loki, but said oh Loki. my bad. I mean, I was thinking of Thor. No, I think okay. she could fuck up Thor. Like Thena by herself, I think could fuck up Thor. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm talking eleven on eleven. I'm talking Endgame Avengers. Not all the fucking people that pop out in Endgame. The core Avengers mm-hmm. against the core Eternals, but I'm saying the core Avengers from Endgame against the Eternals. I think the core Avengers fuck them up. I don't know. Man. I want to. I, 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 I th- sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to see them all be friends. I, I think I'm fucking tired of seeing them fight. Like, where is where is my slice of life superhero movie? Where is it? I think Druid could probably take out Black Widow and Hawkeye by himself. Like, just like well, we'll never know, yeah. won't we? That's true. Well, then he only has to take out one. Well, um, there we'll I mean, if you think about it, the superhero realm is kind of in disarray on Earth because Cap is gone. Uh well Steve Rogers is gone. Iron Man's gone. There's um, a power vacuum right now. Or I guess uh Captain Marvel's not on Earth. Um there's like it's in a very disarray moment. I mean, I think the person that's kind of like leading the charge of the superheroes in on Earth is maybe Doctor Strange. So there's Doc Strange, there's Spider-Man. I guess we can add Shang-Chi now. Yeah. Um, I think also Captain, I mean, I, I got to imagine uh, Captain We have Wilson a new Captain. Can, I got to imagine Captain. Wilson's going to maybe take charge. He seemed like he was good at leading a team in uh, Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So hopefully, maybe in the future, he can lead the Avengers himself as well. Yeah. Like, I, I can see them all turning to him and being like, what do we do? And yeah. like that'll be his character moment of him with the shield being like, all right, here's the plan. And, you know, he's, he's going to have his moment the same way Cap has had uh, his moment and Tony turned to him in the first Avengers. There has to come a moment where they look to him and he says, all right, here's what we're going to do. Like, I don't doubt it. Um, but also, we're, gonna, we're getting like an array of, of a whole new cast of characters. Like, like we technically, technically have a new Black Widow. Uh, we are, mm-hmm. We're in the process of getting a new Hawkeye. Uh, not that the old Hawkeye is retired, but he's probably on on, on that way. We a have new She Hulk. We're gonna get a She Hulk. Uh, we get new Thor. Jesus Christ! Moon Knight. We're gonna get Moon Knight. Well, Moon Knight is gonna be like a Daredevil level street. Like he's gonna be more visual. And well, I don't doubt that, that, that he'll join in on the punches. But uh, we're gonna. I think we're having Ironheart. Uh, I think they're making an, an Ironheart TV show, and Miss Marvel is gonna come. And uh, don't make that face at me. Wait until it comes out. It better and be a better story than the fucking comics because the Ironheart comics suck. Just, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll fucking see. And 
I don't know. I'm I'm excited. Uh, do do I do I need them to team up and make a new Avengers already? No. I'm I'm okay with seeing the w- w- with the seeing uh, the MCU kind of uh, restart, and I'm okay. I want to like, see the where this multiverse thing goes. Yeah, I think that's gonna be like the main focus instead of I'll, like jo- making new Avengers. I want to know when they're gonna like cap it. Do you think it's gonna be like one continuous event going on until like one film, not an Avengers movie, but one film like it strains it all up? Possibly, but I think would we're be, far would, from there. But would that be Multiverse of Madness, or do you think it'd be a different one? Because Multiverse of Madness, I think it's the only obvious choice to straighten up the timeline, or maybe Fantastic Four and Reed Richards does something stupid. I think don't Multiverse. Forget, um, Iron Man one came out in two thousand seven. Uh, Avengers one didn't come out to two thousand twelve. Yeah, I think Multiverse of Madness might close like the first like fate kind of phase. Mm. And then we're gonna see like what what this causes because you two haven't seen Loki, right? I have. Yes. I finished it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have we have to know like what the fuck is gonna happen with that too. Kang and Conqueror. I was... doubt that that's gonna connect specifically to Doctor. Well, Strange, Kang is supposed to be the villain in the new Ant Man. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll see. Well, we, uh, do we know who the villain is gonna be in Doctor Strange or not? No, they haven't oh, really said anything. Possibly Wanda. Yeah. There's one theory that it's going to be Wanda. I thought they would team up. Man, Will they? Because she, she's messing with the multiverse, looking for her kids. Her kids I mean, that are not real. Yes. I mean, we got uh, we got they're Captain real somewhere. Iron Man for less. <laughs> Jeez. So, uh, wait. So wait. Way the fuck off topic here for a sec. Let's yeah. go back. Um. Any final thoughts on the on the Eternals? What do you guys think? Or you know closing arguments i think it's great i think it's big i think it's it's uh, biblical i think it almost makes you feel like the weight of of the movie i like the performances i like the atmosphere i like the music i like how quiet it got in some scenes uh i love chloe Zhao. i think uh, whatever she does it's gonna be great so this is a hit for me uh i, I think uh, i i don't know if i like this one more than shang chi but uh, I like both of them, and like, I think th- those are those are like like head to head as like my favorite uh, Marvel movies of the year. Um, I give it a good nine out of ten. I think it's fucking great. Hmm. Bernie, I give it a B plus. Um, for a, a movie that when I saw the trailers, I just really didn't give a shit about any of these characters. When watching it, I was like, oh, I actually like this movie. I actually thought it was pretty good. Um. So I will say that it completely blew my expectations. I mean, it's no Wonder Woman 84. Thank God. But um, no, I thought this movie was really well done. And I think it has a bright future ahead of it. Hmm. Uh, Surprisingly liked it. Like I said, I thought the trailers made me not give a fuck about this movie. But I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I say B plus is actually about right. Um. I'm just curious what the hell they're going to do for a sequel. Obviously, nothing's been announced yet, but I got to imagine, yeah. you know, if these characters are popular in any shape or form, you know, especially if they're going to do some Eternals, maybe as bad guys in the future or something. Hell, maybe Galactus. You never know. I'm down. If they bring Chloe, I'm in. Really? I mean, me, I don't really see this franchise moving forward without her directly. Yeah. I don't think it would. The, like, 
this movie has her stamp on it, just right, her directing style, like how uh, John Watts has his directing style on the new Spider-Man movies. Um, yeah. How the Russo brothers have their style on Endgame and Civil War and Winter Soldier and Infinity War. Uh, yeah, I don't see the this franchise moving forward without her. I can see some some eternal characters popping up somewhere else, That's like true. As cameos or like as either like some quick quick scene, like we we see one of them. But uh, a proper sequel, I think you need Chloe, and I think you need like most of the cast back um now what they're gonna do with like kit harrington and blade that's gonna be in the hands of another director but it was kind of cool that they were introduced here so yeah i don't know why um, but when i heard blade's voice for some reason it just gave me morpheus vibes hmm. like because morpheus has always been the type of character to just be like sitting in the back and then next thing he talks yeah and i'm just like well, let's see where they go with this blade. Hopefully they keep that in the Morpheus movie because it, it looks kind of goofy. right? You know now. what they should have fucking done is they should have had blades samurai sword pop out like and close the box. Oh, that would have been cool. Or like the gun or something like yeah. I would have. Uh, that would have made the entire movie for me. Or hearing like the rev of the motorcycle, something like just uh, that would have been cool. What if they? Well, no, it's too early for them to give us a peek at him because he's not even a costume yet. No, yeah, I don't think we're gonna see a peek of him at least for a couple of years, maybe a year. Yeah, I think it's gonna take a while. Um, Spider Man tickets go on sale, I think, tomorrow. So everyone be 29th. careful with that. Oh, the 29th. Okay, so next week. Um, what do you think of doing uh, the new Resident Evil movie? Down. I was actually going to ask about that. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. Uh, maybe I'll see it on a Tuesday. Yeah, I think I'm going to see it either tomorrow or this weekend. But yeah, if you're all down, we can do it next week. Down. Um, it's already starting nope. a negative with me because they changed Leon Kennedy. I mean, yeah, I, I I just finished both games, like the first the first and the second one. So I'm ready. I'm like ready to like point out everything about that movie. So. We'll see. And, and I've never played Resident Evil, so you'll get my opinion. Well, we're going to have all perspectives present here at the rollback. Um, if you're listening to us on YouTube, you can follow us on any of our links down below. We're available on all listening platforms, including iTunes Podcast and Spotify. Ernie? Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I, I'm not good with, with this part. Uh, I always <laughs> do it off the cuff. So, Dito, you go next. <laughs> Folks, that's my uh, that's my family name is Dito. Um, yeah, which I said, like and subscribe. We'd greatly appreciate it. We're trying to always grow the channel. Uh, follow us everywhere. Also on YouTube, I got plenty of video reviews there. I always do them. Uh, uh, you always get little mini doses of Eddie. Yay. I swear to God, for any, I already hear something coming out. Go ahead. No, it's just a mini dose of me gagging. <laughs> Here's a part where where Fernie says cut it and then we go. I was gonna say this was your rollback podcast. We are the rollback. Please check us out. This was your Saturday review for the Eternals. Let's cut it.